Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to episode eight of Spoiler Season Ixalan. Thanks, first of all, to our sponsors, uh, Flipside Gaming, you can find it at flipsidegaming.com, and New England Comics, you can check it on Facebook at facebook.com slash Coolidge. So we're in uh, the, the home stretch here, last couple of uh, days of spoilers. We have 10 cards today, only one rare, a lot of uh, commons on commons. Uh, so do you want to start us off? Sure. So our first card of the evening is Vicious Conquistador. Oh, nice pronunciation. Oh, why, thank you. You got, you got some Spanish background, don't you? you see, wow. Viewers might not know that you are semi-fluent in Spanish. That may be overselling it, but like very many it's people, <laughs> I, I took uh, you know a lot of Spanish in school. So. And in college. You, and you're in college. legit. You're legit. I, on the other hand, I just on the other mano, uh, I only know <laughs> un poquito. Espanol, so not quite as talented as as you. Yes, yes, so this is black for a 1-2 vampire soldier, and when Vicious Conquistador attacks, each opponent loses one life. Okay. Uh, Each opponent turns the light bulb, the two-headed giant light bulb on, says double or double double power here. Double or nothing. Double or, I mean, yeah, Yeah. usually it's going to be just like two. Right. Because in two-headed giant... You're going to have twice as many blockers for your one-two. Yeah, this is this is never getting through. But, um, yeah, it's black for deal two damage. Yay! Power cards! is probably not worth it. But, probably you not. know, maybe. Do you think... What do you think in normal limited? Um, I think this is okay. I, I'll be curious to see how many one-toughness creatures there are. We have seen a couple random one-ones or... Yeah, and if this could trade, that would be really nice. But I think it, yeah, it needs to trade up. I think like if this yeah. is trading with like a two drop, like when sometimes in those sets you get like you know the green one three one or the white one yeah. three one. Like I'm very happy to trade off with that. Maybe you know you play this turn one, and you swing it and drain, and then you know chump, and now you're happy. Yeah, that would um, be nice. Or I mean, you know, if the vampire matters, maybe this is worth playing because it's so cheap, and vampires kind of want to go wide. So like. Yeah. If you just need a vampire to like tap to bring the better vampires back or something, yeah. this fills a role. But it, it's not, I think, super exciting by itself. But I'll be curious. I think too, if you can draft, stats. if you can draft um, a critical mass uh, of the what's it called, the thing that drains when it comes in, the new gray merchant, the oh, vampire the gray black merchant. black three. Yeah, black 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 three one. I thought it was a. Uh, I think it's an uncommon. I just want to check. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's an uncommon. If you draft a critical mass of those, then I think like you pick this because you just take every single vampire oh, and you're yeah. just on to like go wide, stall, and then drain. Uh, and, and draft seems like a viable strategy to go. Certainly. Yeah. I'm still waiting for something to like push vampires over the top for me. Um, yeah. Like I, I, for, I haven't really, I haven't seen it because this card's an uncommon. Um, and it's not great. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like good. So yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll wait and wait and see. You have to see what the kind of the what do the turn one, turn two plays look like in this limited format, and mm. what kind of power and toughness are we working with? Yeah. So our next card is Makeshift Munitions. I think this is a cool one. This is red one enchantment. You can pay one and sacrifice an artifact or a creature, and Makeshift Munitions deals one damage to target creature or player. Yeah. So pretty cool, like you said. 
uh, as you emphasized at the end there, mm-hmm. has some flexibility. It can go to creature or player. So if you need to get the last couple damage through, you can you know pay, sack your board, sack all your treasure, and throw it at their face. Um. So this image of throwing gold coins at my opponent's <laughs> take face. Take it, take it. And like at first they're really excited because they're like you're throwing gold at me, but then it hits them, right. and they're like, ouch, ha, it hits them, ouch, ouch. Oh yeah, and then it hits, yeah. yeah, it hits them. <laughs> And then they're dead. So yeah, yeah. So so it's cool. It's nice to have that flexibility and the um, you know, the ability to deal one damage to a creature can sometimes mess up combat. We've seen that with ballista, certainly. Yeah, ballista. Curtis, <laughs> Curtis, good. Curtis, good. Uh, we also saw it with um, Nahiri's machinations. What? Uh, which <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's me, you know, I know about these. I'm such a limited specialist. You know, mm. I, I play uh, so frequently at uh, limited. Yes. I don't. Yeah. Um, but Nahiri's <laughs> Machinations was back in the Shadows block. I don't remember if it was Shadows or uh, Eldritch Moon. And it was white one enchantment, and you could pay red. Like, I think it gives a creature indestructible at the beginning of combat, and then you could pay, like, red one and deal one to a blocking creature. Um, and limited, that kind of thing just screws up combat. Yeah. And this this does the same thing, where, like, the threat of activation is going to be sufficient to kind of warp how your opponent blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned, which is that it can deal the last couple points of damage, is it reminds me a little bit of the uh, kind of, like, red to... Creatures you control get plus two plus zero trample until end of turn. Like, those big pump effects to end the game, where... Yeah. They're really, really good if you're at parity or you are ahead to just, like, win on the spot. Right. But if you're behind... They don't do anything. They do literal nothing. They, yeah. like, draw you... You draw the card, and then you're really sad that that's the card that you drew right. for the turn. If your opponent has a high life total, if you don't have that many creatures, if you don't have that many artifacts, like, yeah. you can't afford to be sacking them. Right. I do like, though, that this is... um, It's more flexible than the, like, pump effects, because mm-hmm. you can play this, and, and like I mentioned, like, the threat of activation can often be sufficient to warp combat a little. Right. But I do think that you want this in a deck either that is, like going pretty wide with creature tokens like maybe you're in red white and you're running a lot of the vampire token makers um but more realistically like i think you want a lot of treasure because i I don't want to be sacking creatures to for one damage like that's not worth it um though welcome back this card does combo with another card we're going to be talking about tonight yeah very exciting very exciting all right so what is our next card it is adanto Vanguard. This is white one for a 1 1 vampire soldier. As long as a Danto Vanguard is attacking, it gets plus 2 plus 0. So it's like an unconditional toolcraft exemplar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can pay for life. Well, toolcraft, sorry, back up. Toolcraft got it when it, on, on other players' combat also, right? No, it didn't. Oh, really? No. And those, oh my gosh, it'd be so much better if it did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it was just always attacking, yeah. so I never right. Noticed. Like Mardu vehicles <laughs> is one of the worst decks at blocking in the format, yeah. right? It just, well, like, the good block. news is it never blocked, or if it did, it was already losing. Well, yeah, that's why like people like figured out like, oh, the way that you beat Mardu vehicles is you attack it. Like you don't try to defend against it because yeah. like you can't. Uh, instead, you just try to race them. Um, so yeah, you pay for life, and a Danto Vanguard gains indestructible until end of turn. So thoughts? Let's hear them. Well, I, I just hate 1-1s, one frankly, um, especially in a format with things like Ballista, but... You know what card this cannot profitably block? Vicious Conquistador! That's right! Boom. Already we're seeing the powerhouse that is yeah. going to be the Vicious Conquistador. Yeah. 
I wonder how this guy conquistadored anything. Like, he's a one-two. He's vicious, man. Vicious, like... For a one-two? Yeah, he's but, like... still, no matter what, drains Just because you're vicious one. doesn't mean you're, like... Vicious babies, I'm not very... Like, I wouldn't be scared of a vicious baby. Like, what's it gonna do? It's gonna, like, nibble yeah, my hand? this guy at, drains at least one. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a baby who, no matter what, is gonna, like, bite you with some teeth. Okay. Yeah. I'm still not, like... No, like, like scared of that. I, he's not gonna conquer my my nation. That's for sure. Like he's not gonna come in and like conquer me. He's gonna try, and it's not gonna go well. Go back to Vanguard. What is it? Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Vanguard? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't love one one. I guess again, if you want vampires and are trying to go wide, this is technically a vampire. Technically, <laughs> it is. It is technically, technically a vampire. Speaking uh, in every sense of the vampire. word, because it it says vampire on its sight line. Yeah, and as you mentioned, terrible at blocking. So this only goes in an aggressive deck where you want to be attacking. Because if you're not attacking, this does not look good in the like board standoffs where they're like, okay, great, like you're gonna block with your one one. Yep. I, I will say, I love this card in aggressive decks. Oh, yeah. Um, I love it because it has the, like, it has the kind of game associated. So, like, in Amonkhet, right, well, you had the, a couple of guys that, like, would attack and, like, exert and they became indestructible or prevent all damage, dealt them, or whatever. And, like, those were always really oh, good. Oh, Ketra's Avengers. Yeah, and this card is similar but is more fun because your <gasps> opponent has to make the decision of, like, okay, do I think they're willing to pay for a life? Uh, and if they are, do I want them to pay for life in exchange for my creature, right? And it can lead to some interesting mind games where you're also from your side, like, attacking. You're like, okay, if they block, do I want to pay for life in order to trade off or something? Because, you know, a two-mana uh, two 3-1 uh, is going to be able to deal with a lot of, a lot of blockers. Uh, but it comes down to, like, is it worth it to pay the for life? Um, and the nice thing, too, is, like, this is often going to be removal-proof, um, though, like, I don't think it'd be too common that you'd want to spend a removal spell on a two drop, um, but it is probably removal proof just because of threat of activation. Um, yeah, I but mean, four life is hefty. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like that said, it it you know has the ability to survive combats that it shouldn't or removal spells that it shouldn't. But four life is hefty. Two activation. I mean, you two activations and you're at twelve. Yeah, that's why like I really think you want to be on the aggro plan where you just don't care about your life and like right. you're dealing so much damage to your opponent that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's you know like if it gets through and they spend a removal spell on it and you activate this, you deal three to them, you take four from activating. Like, but you're probably dealing like you're probably if you're an aggressive deck, you're probably attacking with other creatures too. Right, right. you better you, exactly though, right? You better be because it's not comping its own damage. Yeah, so you should be able to erase them because also if they're going to spend a removal spell on this, that means they're like holding up mana and they're not committing to the board, so they're losing out on blockers and the ability to block your damage and trade off with your threats. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this a lot in a, in a really aggressive deck. Um, so what's our next card? Next up is a really beautiful card. Um, I feel like a lot of the merfolk are just really pretty. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is River Sneak. Yes. I was going to say Sneak. You're not the only one. <laughs> this, this card will be consistently misread as River Snack. Snack? Because we have joked about Snack for so long. Uh, and Snack is so popular. Snack is, That's right. Snack is where it's at. Anyways, uh, Blue 1 for a 1-1. One, one. What is with all these 1-1s? One, all right. Anyways, yeah. this is not our last 1-1 one, one of the night. But 1-1, uh, one, one, Merfolk Warrior. Can't be blocked. 
And whenever another merfolk enters the battlefield under your control, River Sneak gets plus one plus one until end of turn. Pretty good. Yeah. This is like Slitherblade 2.0. Yeah. It's better because it can grow bigger. That's right. And in a merfolk tribal deck, this oh. thing's often going to be attacking as a 2-2. Yeah. Um, Consistently. And you throw an equipment on here and bam. Ooh, the equipment. Yeah. Maybe the equipment that flips into a, a black lotus land, a lotus veil. Um, so in limited, these kinds of cards are always like tend to be playable because unblockable is really good, right? Even Slitherblade ended up being really good mm. in that oh, one particular deck. It ended up being good. Really good might be a little bit of. No, it was really good. Really. And the one deck that it was good in. Which deck? Just like the mono Slitherblade deck. Oh. <laughs> it was incredible, and you probably have a bunch of like equipment and pump spell, and oh, so good. Mm. But anyways. Uh, I think the reason this card is playable, and like obviously we'll come down a little bit to what the format looks like, but uh, the pumping that it gets yeah. means that this can this can do some damage. Right. Uh, it's really nice that that's deck. built in. Because like you said, yeah. with Slitherblade, you had to have like pumping or equipment. Like It's nice to have this with equipment, yeah. but by itself, it's going to do a lot of damage. I, but well, like... If you have other merfolk, it will. I, I don't think I would play this in any, like, in a typical blue... X no, deck no. I'm assuming that you have Merfolk. Yeah, I think you need a like significant. In, in, if we're talking about limited, I think you need a critical mass of Merfolk before I, I would consider playing this. Or you need to be on like an aggro plan where you're a blue red or something, and like blue red pirates. Maybe you put that in this in here. Mm. Um, but in constructed, then if there's a Merfolk deck, I'm like suspicious that this card would go in it because of the uh, like Merfolk Catcher's Monument. I forget what it's called, the enchantment that spams 1-1 hexproof merfolk. Oh, yeah. Because that means that every time you cast a merfolk, this gets plus 2 plus 2, and now you're attacking with a 3-3 three, three, uh, every turn. That can't be blocked, and that's pretty strong. Um, yeah. Plus any other merfolk synergy you have. That sounds good. Yeah. I would do that. All right, so our next card is Charging Monstrosaur. Monstrosaur. That's not totally fair. a real dinosaur. They just took the word monster and dinosaur and smushed them. They together. most certainly did not. It's an archaeological archaeological term. Hmm. Yeah. Let's ask Cope and Marsh from oh, Bone Wars. Bone Wars guys already recommended this once. Look up the Bone Wars on Wikipedia. You will not be disappointed. Hardcore archaeology fights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very cool. All right. So red four for five five dino trample haste. It's reality smasher. He's back, but without the whole counter all the spells. Right, without thing all that the... made it really good. Yeah. I mean in limited this is this will wreck. It's a house. Yeah. Great rate, trample, haste, like like five for a five five I would play. Yeah. Now we're tacking on trample and haste. And an uncommon. Like reality smashers are rare. And a relevant type, right? Yeah, dinosaur. Dino. So Yeah. Yeah. This dino will soar in limited, let me tell you. Hey. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah, big fan of this. In Constructed, probably not. You just have better options. Yeah, we have a 5-5, five, five, uh, what is it? Like red, green, the, three dino. That that's makes... also a 5-5 five, five trample and like what? or No, something? it makes a 3-3 three, three trample. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And then we also have like Glorybringer, which is <laughs> flying in haze <laughs> yeah, so and also kills something. Yeah, let's see, how does this compare to Glorybringer? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, right. So that's, that, that's what I'm saying is... Uh, it, competition is rough when it comes to constructed and limited though uh this thing's fantastic yep uh our next card is imperial lancer this is white for a one one you love one ones katie no human knight human tribal 
Imperial Lancer has double strike as long as you control a dinosaur. Okay. I can hear the excitement in your voice. <laughs> you know what? I have to be honest. I think the reason why I hate one ones is because I'm I've played too much Bant Spirits in modern mm-hmm. and been mowed down by ballista. Mm-hmm. And it's just like scarring. And so I'm like in a format where ballista exists, which it still <laughs> does in standard. It's not you limited. can't play any X ones. But like Ballista doesn't see a ton of play. I know. It sees playing Mardu vehicles and that's in a snake. And that's it. And that's I'm sure that will change. Um yeah. but uh you know, I don't think Ballista's been been super, super oppressive. No. It I'm was just, for a I've little bit. I've just been, you know, I've been scarred by it. So I understand. I don't like X ones. I don't trust them. They're not going to stick around. Uh, that, okay. <laughs> Wait, that's that's fair. Um, in standard, uh, this card seems like a super awkward, like, white for a 1-1, you might be happy, uh, 1-1 double strike, you'd be happy about in white weenies, right? In like a white mm-hmm. aggro deck. But this only has double strike if you control a dino, which wants to go mid-range or ramp. In which you don't want a white 1-1 one, one with double strike. In a dino deck. Yeah, I don't, this yeah. doesn't have a home, I don't think. Um, and in limited, I think you need, like, maybe we'll get more equipment. Like, this is great with equipment. If you can put oh, yeah. this uh, with a couple of dinos and stuff, and, like, this card's fantastic. A one-mana double striker is is sweet. But you you need to make this better. You need a lot of combat tricks or something. Like, very aggressive shell yeah. for this card in limited. It's usually not a great sign for a card if you're saying, ah, yes, this would be good. If you have other things, to make it better. But, yeah. I mean, this, the conditions for this are pretty easy to meet and limited. Like, you can collect some number of dinosaurs. There's a ton of them. And there are plenty of pump and equipment. You just have to be aware that that's you like... Have to, yeah, it has to be your plan. Like, right. in the draft, you need to be like, okay, I need to be in, like, this aggressive, like, mm-hmm. you know, combat-oriented deck. And, right. and you just have to be aware of that. Well, what's our next card? Yeah, so our next card is our first and last rare. Ooh. Yes, this is Captivating Crew. Oh, my. Yes. What was the... the uh, Victor? Oh, Enthralling... Enthralling Victor. Victor? This is the sequel, Captivating Crew. I actually saw someone edit the art for this and put Enthralling Victor into where the guy is standing in the front. Just oh. give him abs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... This is this is pretty fun flavorfully flavor wise. Um, it's red three for a four three human pirate, and you can pay red three to gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn. Untap that creature; it gains haste until end of turn. Activate this ability only if you only any time you could cast a sorcery. Can we read the flavor text? Yeah. It reminds me of a scene from uh, Ex Machina. It says we sail, we plunder. Then we dance. And it reminds me of this, that really weird scene in Ex Machina where he comes in and she's like, no, but she dances. And then the robot like dances around and it's like this super serious, scary scene and then like the robot's doing disco. It's kind of weird. weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, in Limited, what do you think? I'm captivated. Oh my. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. This thing is uh, incredible and limited. Uh, four mana for four three is reasonable. It's fine, um, and the, this is just like so strong as a late game card. Like you can it's super late game. If you have eight mana, you can play this actively at the same turn and like do not so things with it. Uh, or if this you know sticks around for a while, you can start activating this once or twice a turn. This like every turn activate, throw your opponent's creature back at them, and like. 
that is going to win you the game eventually. You can also combo it with... A card we discussed earlier, Makeshift Munitions. Where five mana, it reads like five mana, destroy target creature and then deal one damage to target creature player. Well, take target creature, swing with it, then destroy it and deal them a damage. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's I assume so that you're swinging with it I also first. assume you would be swinging with it, yeah. Um, yeah, so I really like this card limited. Uh, I think that if you are playing red, kind of regardless of what other cards you're running, you take this. Yeah. And I mean, the base rate of four for a four three is very fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the ability definitely puts it over the top. In Constructed, uh, this dies to, I think, every single removal spell that is played. Uh, not like. Revolted Do people Fatal play push. Magma Spray anymore? Oh, I guess. Is that rotating? It yeah. might be. And they probably won't care without, like, zombies around. Yeah, but... Magnus Ray probably loses a little bit. But if uh, Scrap Heap Scrounger... Well, Pirates Red and Scrap Heap Scrounger okay. like, are a couple of so, good yeah, reasons to might... keep running cheap removals, maybe. Okay, so this guy survives Magnus Spray. Woo! That's 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 a pretty good selling point. <laughs> yeah. But it dies to everything else. <laughs> um, our next card is Raider's Wake. This is Black 3 Enchantment. Whenever an opponent discards a card, that player loses two life. Raid at the beginning of your end step. If you attack the creature this turn, target opponent discards a card. Weird, weird. So this set doesn't have like other discard mechanics. Dress. Okay. Dress merits itself as a discard mechanic because dress is that good. I love dress. Single card. I wouldn't play it in limit, <laughs> but dress is not. Well, it depends, but like often would play it. But dress is awesome. Okay, cool. So besides that, though, you're basically depending on this to activate itself. Mm. It's really easy to activate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely, I mean, gosh, I hope you're attacking. Otherwise, please don't play this card. <laughs> <laughs> it's another example of a card that's awful when you're behind. Right. It's if so you're bad. not attacking, or if you can't attack profitably, yeah. this is sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. It's kind of And it's if you're ahead in a place where you can attack... You might probably. You might already be winning. Yeah, and you're taking your fourth turn off to like not impact anything, and um, like I'm kind of saying like, well, maybe like if you're in like a grindy black green mirror, like black green against control, and like you want to grind them out of cards, but I'm still just kind of even skeptical that this is still worth it. Like it's expensive. You don't really want to take the turn off to do nothing. And I mean, it's not necessarily doing nothing because the turn it comes down, you can attack and it activates at end step. But that means like, yeah, you're, just, you're paying four mana to make him discard a card. And lose two life. I just, I don't think they lose two life is too important. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's nice because like at first you're using it to make them discard cards and then later on it's like, it's actually the, the damage will add up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think I'm underwhelmed by it and I, I'm not probably going to play it. Yeah, I could I, be wrong. I, this could be maybe in the right deck a good card, but I I just I'm uncomfortable taking turn four to play this. Yeah, I mean I think this maybe if you're really aggro and you're in the top like this is like a top end. You're playing mostly like three uh, drops and like limited pirates. Right, and you're trying to get through like the last bit of damage. This is like you don't even have to connect with your pirates because they sort of default deal two damage. Yeah, so you're gonna get auto two in and then you start like getting rid of their resources and discarding cards. Maybe that's the deck. Maybe that's the, or actually, I should say, that is the deck that wants it, but I, I'm, it remains to be seen whether this card is good Worth enough it. for that deck. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only deck that would want it. Yeah. 
I, I was thinking, you know, with the discard clause, it feels more interesting in, say, a set with cycling where people are discarding Ooh. and cycling, right? Yeah. I mean, this would be crazy with that. Um, I mean, actually, now that you mentioned that, though, like, if New Perspectives ever takes off, you just, like, Cyborg. play this on turn four, and you're like, all right, do your Go thing. Go ahead, try. And they're like, oh, I can't I can't actually win anymore. They have to, like, hard cast Sheffet Monitor and hit you. It's gross. Yeah, that yeah. would not go well for them. So, yeah, but New new Perspectives right now is not a deck. It is not. I mean, it's not. not. It's not. A, it's, it's a deck I've played against, certainly. I have um, it's just not. I had a lot of fun playing A tier one it. deck. Right, as you know, I was on control, and you just wait, let them do their their deck, their game plan, and then you just counter approach the second sun, and you win. <laughs> it was like really easy, yeah, <laughs> but long, very very long. Right, right. Ah, that was fun. Okay, what's our next card? Our next card is Lightning Rig Crew. This is red two for a zero five Goblin Pirate, and it has tap. Lightning Rig Crew deals one damage to each opponent. Whenever you cast a pirate spell, untap it. Yes. Yes, two-headed giant. Uh, Get some. I just remember, because, like, this is the same card that we had in, uh, like, Oath of the Gatewatch, where whenever you cast a oh, colorless spell. Oh, the Nettle spell, Drone yeah, Sentinel. It, it was a 3-1. One. One. Yeah. But this, like, blocks really well. Yeah. So you can, like, play it, block, ping every turn, and then sometimes ping multiple times. These cards always end up being underrated, because people are like, oh, it doesn't impact the board enough but when things get clogged this card just this wins is the, the game only by thing itself. that gets yeah. through it just like it will deal eight damage on its own and win yeah i'm pretty stoked about this card yeah it's i mean it's not just into it a giant I'm, i would play it in like single person limited oh totally what, totally. what do you call that just, just normal like limited limited one v one one v one limited yes yes yeah I, i'm i'm very happy with this and if you have multiples these stacks so well oh man and so well. when you cast the second one it's a pirate yeah. so yeah by the way it's on cast the pirate so if it doesn't hit the battlefield for whatever reason you still get untapped that's right and be careful because if you play a pirate and it has an etb and you start resolving the etb and then you're like oh and untap this no you don't get to because it's a cast trigger and you need to you need to you know, learn about that no you're you got a cast Announce your triggers. I mean, learn about it at, uh, you know, GPs and PPTQs, but right. at FNM and pre-release, you know, chill. Take a chill pill. How, if your opponent forgets, if they're a 13-year-old kid. That's when you crush them. They'll never forget again. I mean, that's true. Yeah, they'll just be confused and then still oh. repeat it. Yeah, so be nice. But hey, learning opportunity. <laughs> Did you know that this is on cast, so it's still on the stack when that happens? Yay! <laughs> Stack is very confusing for new players. Watch out for that. Our last card of the night is Ruthless Knave. Knave. This is black two for a three two orc pirate. You can pay black two and sacrifice a creature to create two colorless treasure artifact tokens. Whoa. They have an ability, Katie. Do you know what, what that ability is? What do treasures do? You get to do? tap and sacrifice this artifact to add one man of any color to your mana pool. Whoa. But Ruthless Knave is so ruthless, he has one more ability. <gasps> he sacrifices three treasures to draw a card. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this card is cool because it's really flexible. Tell me more. You seem skeptical. Um, I'm just sort of 
processing all the stuff that this does and how it's not quite a tireless tracker at all <laughs> at all but I, I, i'm like seeing the sacking treasures and drawing cards and i'm like sacking artifacts drawing cards clues <laughs> i um, guess yeah but but it's actually like not at all similar so so tell me more about this first of all uh pirate wants to be attacking aggressive tribe three mana for a three power creature three two not a bad body reasonable body yeah second Sack three treasures, draw a card. It does that regardless of anything else. So, like, if you have extra treasure lying around, you've been generating a bunch of treasure with your pirates, draw a bunch of cards. Good for you. Pretty you don't nice. need the mana because you're an aggro deck. Draw cards. Keep the gas going. Keep the keep it coming. <laughs> Second ability. Uh, or, sorry. First ability. Uh, ability to sack creatures and create treasure. Sweet. Uh, this is a way to, like, in the late game, when it's stalled... And you have a bunch of useless, like, two ones from early in the game, or one ones, as you love. Or one two, Vicious Conquistador. Precisely. Then you can say, you know what, Vicious Conquistador? I'm going to eat you. And you eat your Conquistador. You can even swing with it first. That's right. Attack with it first. Drain. And then sack it. And then do it. And then you get treasure for eating your guy. (laughs) Um, And then you get to start drawing extra cards. So I just think that um, this card is, like... No mode individually by itself is great, but all together, it's the same idea with like charms, right? right. Uh, all these things together, I think, make it very, very strong in limited. Um, and I would say in constructed, uh, this could see play. Only because it's a sack outlet that like once you sack one creature, um, you're basically paying, because within two treasures you just got, you can pay for two of the cost. So you're really just paying black to sacrifice a creature, or just really one, I'm sorry, one, because the treasures can be black. So you're paying one in order to sacrifice a creature, which is like, if there's a sacrifice deck that wants redundant copies of, like, Yeheni, mm-hmm. then Ruthless Knave maybe could fill that role. I, I'm not, I don't think it's super likely, yeah. but it's worth keeping, like, sack outlets, I think, are always good to keep in the back of your head for, for standard. Cool. Yeah. And that is it for tonight. Does anything stand out at you about these cards, or...? Any new synergies? Well, a lot of people have been saying that they actually like the way Wizards is doing this spoiler season in terms of releasing more of the commons and uncommons and not just the rares. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say I agree. Um, I, our conversation this season, I think, has been a little more geared toward limited because of the high number Definitely. of commons and uncommons. I think that's fine. Um, and it does kind of give you a, a feel for, like, the set more. more. I don't know, like, the yeah. what you're going to be seeing in limited, right? Because, like, the rares... Even among the rares, like, only a fraction of them are going to see constructed play. Mm -hmm. So, like, you might as well, if you're given these, like, rares that are not going to see constructed play, you're not really going to see them in limited, might as well show us the commons and uncommons that probably aren't going to see constructed play, but we'll see a bunch of play in limited. I like it. It kind of fleshes out the feel of the set a little bit more uh, in the commons and uncommons, I think, than the rares. Um, Because also, like, all the time when we're talking about rares... We're still doing it now, right? We're like, oh, let's see if vampires get something. Let's see if there's more treasure producers. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of those cards that answer that question are going to be at common and uncommon. So it allows yeah. us to talk a little bit more intelligently about what the format's going to look like as opposed to just getting rare after rare and saying, hopefully there's support for this uncommon. Right. Hopefully there's support like, for this This is uncommon. a very interesting card. Exactly. This is a really cool mechanic, but exactly. we don't know if it'll work. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's what's uh, what I'm enjoying as well about, about the spoiler season. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I've really enjoyed getting to look at more of the commons and uncommons because, you know, normally when they're all released in a big hubbub mush, hubbub, hubbub, hubbub mush, sort of just 
read through them all and and don't spend as much time like mm. thinking about them and thinking about the synergies. Mm. And, yeah. yeah, so it's it's fun. I'm excited for the pre-release in a little over a week. Yeah, woohoo! Uh, and I think that's it for tonight. So be sure to check us out. We are on SoundCloud and we are on iTunes. Uh, spoiler season. That's our name. We review spoilers in case you couldn't tell uh and thanks again to our sponsors new england comics you can find them at facebook facebook.com slash nec coolidge and flipside gaming who you can find at flipsidegaming.com uh with that i'm ryan i'm katie and this is spoiler Spoiler season. season